Foxham past 80 minutes here at the Principality Stadium. South Africa attacking, trying to finish on a high. They're too far behind to win the game. But the Wales defence is standing firm, holding the spring box at bay. Another look. Near touch and halfway now. Wales are appealing. It's a penalty for Wales. That'll be it. History for Wales. A first ever perfect record in the November internationals. A fourth win in a row against South Africa. Who could get used to saying that? The ball goes out and the celebrations can begin. November for Warren Gatlin's men and also for Roland Phillips's women. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Welsh coach Warren Gatlin says the squad deserves support for their performances this November. We've got a good group of players at the moment who the Welsh public should be really proud of the way they conduct themselves both on and off the field and the way they've prepared in this campaign. Thomas Francis was delighted to be the first Wales prop ever to score against one of the Southern Hemisphere Big Three. That's a great achievement, obviously. It's not I do very often. My first one for Exeter or Wales. Wales winners prop Amy Evans was also pleased with substantial signs of progress in their November series. That first 65 minutes against a world-class team, where we matched that performance and to go ahead and grab the winning score for a little time, that's a massive improvement from us. A really good performance against Canada, much more on that later. But where else to start apart from the Principality Stadium early evening last Saturday? Wales beat South Africa for the fourth time in a row. That takes some getting used to in itself. To complete an Under Armour series clean sweep Afterwards, Captain Alwyn Jones and first coach Warren Gatland reflected on the performances, starting with the injury at the end of the game to man of the match, Ellis Jenkins. I thought today was an absolutely outstanding performance and deserved man of the match. And uh, you know, just at the moment, you have to really feel for him. And you know, hopefully, it's not too bad, and we can rehab him, get him back uh, on the field as, as soon as we possibly can. I think when anyone gets injured, it's the hardest thing to take because, you know, it's a big year, isn't it, for a lot of players and they've worked so hard and, you know, on the summer tour and he, he was a co-captain on there, did a brilliant job, him and Corey, and have continued on with the group that have come back, the, the players that we left behind. When you see a player who's put a lot of effort and he's worked hard to, to win a spot and to get in the team and, you know, and be part of the 23 and, and big matches and then pick up an injury, you, you do really feel for them. The big thing for a few of us that weren't involved in the Tonga game was momentum. Make no bones about it, we built this week up to be a bit of a cup final in itself because obviously we wanted to maintain the momentum from Tonga with the changes that we had and get the W. Look, it was the toughest game that we've played in the autumn that, and there are aspects of the game that we need to take away from and challenge the players afterwards in the change rooms to be hard on themselves technically because they, when they go back and play for their regions they get away with things. But against the very best teams, you know, technically you've got to be good. And there were a few things that we need to work on and improve. And you, you play the best teams in the world and at times you get exposed. 
the good thing about these guys at the moment is they, they get themselves into a bit of a hole and they know how to dig themselves out and they keep their composure. They're comfortable at the moment without the ball and you know what's been great in this autumn is that the impact of the bench have made a, a significant impact in, in all games. So we talk about we're in a good place at the moment. I don't think we've lost at home this this year, so that's that's a nice feeling to be in the uh, in the change rooms. But we know there's a lot of work to do if we want to have a good, good World Cup. In each of the games, shown character because people potentially would say, well, we started the autumns relatively easy against Scotland, even though it was a, you know, it wasn't probably a thriller, but it was a, a, a characterful win. Again, Australia week was very similar. It was going to take a, a three-point win, a one-point win, um, to sort of get that. And then against Tonga, a lot of changes with a, a tough 40 in the middle of the game with a big second half there. So to carry the momentum on to the final game with the character that we showed again uh, is pretty special. Look, we've got a good group of players at the moment who the Welsh public should be really proud of. The way they conduct themselves both on and off the field and the way they've prepared in this campaign and have trained and they've been absolutely outstanding. I've been very proud of them in, in terms of that. But, you know, we're not getting too carried away. I mean keep a head down and work hard and, and start thinking about the Six Nations, hopefully having a good Six Nations and it's my last 12 months and I'd like to finish it with on a high and for these guys to do as well as they possibly can and to leave Welsh rugby in a, in a good position. From the players, there's a big thanks to each other for the, the guys that weren't involved, not just in you know the 20 but the 38 for being able to fill the void, prepare the team, support each other and that willingness has shown through in the performances so the character and the momentum is, is probably the biggest thing for me, not necessarily the result. We want to just keep doing what we're doing and slip under the radar if possible. And uh, first game of Six Nations, France away becomes pretty important, doesn't it? You know, for us. And then we've got Italy the following week, and then it potentially sets you up for a for a good Six Nations campaign. <coughs> so the boys achieved something pretty special today. It's the first time a Welsh team's gone undefeated in the autumn. Um, and the next mark is trying to get a, a sequence of undefeated games. And when you do that, it creates its own sort of momentum and. Becomes harder but easier, if you know what I mean, because there's a desperation to want to continue on and to be successful. And so, you know, we can enjoy the next couple of months and think about Christmas and then let the boys get back to their regions and do a job for them and perform well for them. That's important. It's important that the, that the regions do well for Welsh rugby and then we can start thinking about the Six Nations. When Thomas Francis went under the post in the first half, it was not only his first try for Wales in his 36th cap. It was also the first ever try for a Wales prop against the Southern Hemisphere Big Three of New Zealand, Australia and South Africa. I've just been told now, yeah, so that's a great achievement, obviously. It's not something I do very often. My first one for extra or Wales, so... It's a nice bonus, shall we say. What did you do last score the try I think London Scottish or Doncaster, so five or six years. Has it already become an 80-yarder, or is it something that's I almost forgot to put the ball down, and I didn't know what to do, so it's all good. A heck of a start, wasn't it? And it was just the, the, the springboard you needed, especially because you knew they'd come back again. Yeah, we said after Tonga and after playing South Africa, we all before with a fast start in Portland and not to then to let off. And the most important moment was just for half time. Ellis holding that ball up and the defence on our line set us up for the rest of the game. And the other start was good, the try was fun, and we got to a good start, but that was the most important part. Did he give Ellis a big shout that you're on his shoulder? 
Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stop and look left and then uh, fast. Uh, like rabbit in headlights, I'll say, yeah. <laughs> just, just that natural, yeah. So it's good. He, he did all the work, I just got to finish it off. So. Nice side step, Barry John, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> the thoughts on Ellis Tong, you last game, and so solid, and look, he did for me. Yeah, obviously, to come in last minute for Dan, he hasn't had much prep time, and you might notice that. I thought Aaron coming in early as well, that back row were fantastic. Anyone could have had a man about to end three, and yeah, it's a very sad way to end this game. Man of the match, and we just can't be there to accept it, but he put everything on the pitch, and the boys worked for him, and hopefully, it's, hopefully it's not too bad. We're seeing a 14 11, Thomas. That's the sort of game that maybe in previous years you might not not have folded, but you might have lost it. Sort of then, because one or two of them have gone, yeah. a few of the Aussie games in, for instance. But winning is a habit. Winning is a habit. And as a squad, we believe and we enjoy each other's company. It was a good vibe. And yeah, everyone works for each other. And I guess practice makes perfect. If you win once, you know the feeling, you know how to do it. and we're on a good run at the minute and it's going to hopefully keep it going. Obviously you went on the pitch at the time, but when control you lost maybe a bit of control of the match in the third quarter, how big of a lift is it to see someone like Dan Bigger come off the bench? Oh, he's, he's a class game manager and he came on at the right time to, to sort it out and to manage the game and when I say manage, not negative way, he put us in the right positions, he put us where we needed to be and gave us the opportunities to score points, which is what we need to do with attack. You've been in the squad a while and it's an exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm excited every time I get in a Wales camp. This, this squad's growing and all I can do now and all, all we can do is go back to our regions, be over-critical on ourselves and try and build a map where the performance is there and hopefully get picked for the Six Nations. Obviously, it's a squad you want to be involved in now. It's great fun to be around, work hard for each other, we get on with each other. The atmosphere is unreal, so I just want to work hard and get back there. Pre-match, what is Alan Wynn said of the pack to ensure that you were in the right mindset to face the tough South Africans? South Africa's gone back to the old South Africa. They're, they're a very good side at the minute, that very phys- confrontational, physical set-piece and he got the front five together before he went out and said, this is us boys, we're a unit, we stick together and I thought we did that and the, that physicality, the line speed from the back row, the energy from the back row, as a pack, it showed. Another of the November stars has been wing George North. So how big an achievement does he think it is to win all four November games? I think it's huge. You know, I think the first ever clean sweep is not to be sniffed now. You know, I think the boys are tremendously proud. You know, it's taken a lot of hard work. Not only this sort of five weeks block we've had, but you know the summer tour and pushing on from that, you know, and hopefully we've done the country proud of what we've done there. A nine in a row, first time this century. It's, uh, you know, you are in a really good place going into one of the big, big years in Warren's last year. I think a lot of it comes down to the general messaging from the boys. You know, we, we're all in together now. You know, um, we do the hard graft together. You know, hard work is a given. You know, we're a tight unit, but we enjoy our company and we enjoy the work, you know, and to credit to the backroom staff, you know, physios, S&C, the analysis, you know, we all chip in together. I think it shows out on the field at the moment. And there's also, George, there's a feeling that um, one or two of these games you might even have lost a year or two ago, but there's so much commitment and so much sort of unity in the squad that uh, maybe you're better prepared for the tough times. Um, I think we're in, um, in a good position in the sense that we have a bit more strength and depth now. You know, we've got yeah. players pushing on in many positions now and it's, it's a fight every week to get your jersey. You know, with that, we've got a lot of senior players coming back that weren't on summer tour and that's just driving the standard up even more. You know, I think, I don't know if you speak to Al, but I think this has been one of the best campaigns that I've been involved with and in the fact that, you know, there's no hiding. It's been a very honest camp, it's been a very hard camp and it really sort of trying to build something from within. 
England had a positive finish to the tournament as well. France picked up a couple of wins and Scotland on the, on the end. You know, we set out, I would stall out very early. We'll take one game as it comes yeah. and as it comes here, you know, and let's not be beyond the bush. You know, four big games, yeah. uh, four physical games. There's a lot of rugby to be played from now until the Six Nations. You know, a lot can happen from then, but I think we can finish this block in, in a positive mindset and sort of focus on the Six Nations now. Do you feel like almost like a club spirit here as well, knowing that sort of closeness as, as a squad? I think for the fact that we're such a small nation, the, the M4 is a very busy rugby place, you know, and um, I think all the boys generally now are just good mates as well. You know, we go toe to toe when the derbies are on, you know, but we go shoulder to shoulder when the big games come on like today, you know, and. Um, I, you know, I just think personally the boys enjoy each other's company. As I said, the environment now is it's a hard working one, but we enjoy each other's company while we're doing it. And it's a credit to one and all, really. Everyone from the WIU to help that and thrive that. And for us, we know there's another level to go. There's more to come from us, but you know, we can certainly be happy how we finish that. And there's certainly a good foundation to push on again from. Finally, an outsider's assessment. What does South Africa coach Razi Erasmus think of Wales now? I think the scoreboard is a really good reflection of the game. I think where Wales are as a team is, is number three in the world. They showed it today. We can find a few, a few excuses, but that we will only be bluffing ourselves. We're saying we lost Cebu in the warm-up and then Ergi in the first few minutes, but the, the reserves who came on, Cheslin played really well and, and I think Eben did well. So uh, I think all excuses aside, it's just um, the Wales are just totally in sync and aligned on what they want to do tactically and technically and um, you know we felt it today um, there was a glimpse of chances here and there for us to get back into the game uh, but on the day they were just better. It's been a good uh, autumn for the Northern Hemisphere. No I just think you know they're planning the cycle how they planned it to peak in the World Cup is, is excellent they obviously think more long term other countries as maybe just in crisis management trying to get back onto the boat trying to have good performances trying to be put squads together uh, but if you look at Warren's squad you know you can see he's building lots of fly-offs lots of nines lots of twos lots of 15s he's got a proper squad to pick a world cup squad out of and i think uh, he's learned out of previous mistakes and, and i think you know even with figure coming on and uh, yeah, there's so many guys that you can still pick which he didn't pick today so First of all, I think the planning is good. And then secondly, you know, it always happens like this, that when we're at the end of our cycle and we, we have now uh, a three-month break, they just have that little bit more spark and energy and, and, and intensity. Not that it's an excuse. We were f- beaten fairly and squarely today. I'm just trying to explain why the, this hemisphere is doing so well, because they are doing really well. But it's been such a close series, Northern Hemisphere doing well, so that actually whet your appetite even more. It does, it does. You know, um, I I'm not so sure if my bosses and the fans in South Africa is <laughs> enjoying it so much that it's so close and, and we're losing matches like this. But I think it bodes really well for the World Cup in terms of, you know, look at England today. Uh, you know, Scotland um, has really done well. Uh, Wales is doing well. France on the day can put anybody. Um, you know, Argentina is a, is a wild card out there. I just think Wales has made themselves solid there at that number three position. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So that was Wales men, but in a different way, a November series which was almost as impressive for Wales women. Certainly they showed considerable progress on the back of a regional programme to start the season. 
They lost 38-21 to Canada at Cardiff Arms Park in the end, but that scoreline was skewed by a couple of late tries by one of the top women's teams in the world. Here's the assessment of Wales women's coach Roland Phillips. We knew obviously this was a, and this was a step up, but that's one of the, the best teams in the world. So we knew that the challenge was going to be a lot. You know, we've picked up some momentum over the um, the autumn with the first two games, but actually we pick up momentum from this performance today. You know, where we were the last time we played, we lost 56-0, and you know we didn't have any control from minute one to minute 80. Today, is, it's just shown how much this program has moved forward, the progress that women's rugby has made, and. We're trying to catch up on established programmes like Canada, etc. So what we've done today is a massive step forward. And I'm really pleased and proud. So, you know, we're a team now that can compete with best sides for 65 minutes, considering we couldn't even get into the first minute before. So this is definitely a, a huge step up for us. Now, I obviously don't see every game, but I thought that was the best Wales women's performance I've ever seen. Yeah, I, since I've been here, you know, we've... We've done pretty well against some teams in, in the Six Nations. There's, we've got a lot of teams perhaps on the same level, but when it's come to step up against the better sides and the best sides, we've been found wanting. Today we haven't, and today there was just sort of so much effort, but also skill, structure, and the detail that's gone into the work with these girls has been is outstanding. But this is the start of our journey now. We needed to tick this off the box. We needed to know that we can compete at the top end. We need to build from here now. So 21-17, did you dare to dream? Yeah, 20 minutes to go. And, and you know what, it was just those small margins. You know, we we put a kick out to the 22 and we just didn't control our chase, got stepped, the next thing you know, they're through. You know, like the best teams, if they get an opportunity, they take it. Most of the tries were pick and goes around the contact area. So, you know, we never got close to scoring last time we played against them. And obviously to, to get 21 points, you know, shows progress. In terms of the women's programme, you come off the regional setup. There's plainly benefits in, yeah. in the performances we've seen. What happens now? Because that's obviously finished. The players go back to various clubs. What's next in the build-up to the Six Nations? We come off this now. We take a bit of a breather. We give them at least two days off. And uh, no, no, we, you know, they go back to play club rugby now. But we don't want to keep just starting from zero all the time. The regional programme did give us a nice little momentum going into the autumns. We'll manage the the group. The players now through their clubs to maintain some momentum, certainly around the conditioning and the weights and you know the speed and conditioning that side of the power. Because some of the skills and display, skills in the offload, some of the catching, the length of passing, mm. there are all sorts of areas where you can see clear progression. Yeah, and and you know, I, I, there's also just that we're sort of getting better. We talk about urgency around everything, and or we kind of historically we, we need to see something to deal with it or. It's sort of a contact area. We kind of need to see somebody coming in to try and take the ball before we clean them out. You know, so we are learning, developing as players as much as we are developing as a team. So what does happen now between now and the Six Nations? Well, we're not going to see him for a month now, through December really, and then we get back in. We got back in January. We got we got a we got a good planning meeting for the Six Nations next week anyway. So we'll. Don't want to let this go. We want to keep going to build for some of the momentum that we picked up over this uh, autumn. One of the star players was prop Amy Evans, strong in the set pieces and very prominent in the loose. She too saw signs of progress. 
Yeah, obviously our game now, considering um, our last performance against them in the World Cup, we've uh, we've worked a lot on our processes and our kind of our team plays and our, our fusion between our backs and our forwards. And I think I really, really showed today. I mean, our first 65 minutes against a world-class team, we matched that performance, and to go ahead and have the winning score for a little time, that's a massive improvement from us. I think um, everyone puts us down as the underdogs, but we're really showing what we're developing and, and what we're bringing now to uh, the next three years and, and into that process of. World Cup. But 21-17, this wasn't plucky underdog stuff, it was a bit better than that, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, we've actually shown now what Wales women are about. When we're not just Wales, we're kind of, we're up there and we're dominating and our physicality, our fitness, we're, we're matching the bigger side. So, you know, we're just going to go from strength to strength going forward. How much was the coordination of the regional programme, everybody playing together in their teams and against each other, then coming into this? How much of an impact did all that have? Yeah, to have those competitive games regionally, underpinning the, the kind of principles and the processes which we want to bring into the Welsh game, but learning them through regional programme, so we've already got a step ahead of the game. I think that's really developed us. We're all kind of singing off the same page. And processes, yeah, the result speaks for itself. We're, we're much better than where we were, and it's only going to keep developing and improving. You managed to get the ball in your hands a fair bit. Didn't you? Yeah, so that's my favourite thing. Tuck it up and run. Yeah. <laughs> and all the tries were sort of up your jumper near the try line, bargy and over stuff, weren't they? Yeah, obviously the conditions today, that ball is like a bar of soap, so any fancy back plays would have been a risk. So that's why we try to keep it tight. And if it's working, why change it? So we just stick with the kind of tight game and the points come from it. So what happens now? What happens in the over the next month and then the build up to the Six Nations? Next week, definitely rest. <laughs> we'll enjoy ourselves tonight. We've put in a great three performances. We can be proud as a team. We'll enjoy that. We'll celebrate it. Um, it's back to club rugby then. And obviously then it's uh, phase two going into the Six Nations as we build then towards uh, the World Cup again. So it's just kind of, for the time being, just relax, recover and then recoup and we'll go again. What do you go back into outside of rugby? Obviously we've all got full-time jobs. So I'll just take a week off kind of rugby week off training um, and then straight back into it club rugby jobs and yeah that's the women's game <laughs> yeah, exactly. what, what do you do? I own a gym in Aberdeen so day fitness so um, I'm lucky that I'm able to kind of be flexible with my hours and everything so yeah be back to the gym to me and putting everybody else to their paces and classes and instructing <laughs> <laughs> so you literally have uh, your fitness on yeah, the doorstep yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> We'll look forward to the Centre and Lyceum McComish next week in the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast, as well as looking forward to the return of Europe. But until then, goodbye.